Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you again for joining me. Thumbs up. What's up? Uh, this episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball, the head game guru, Mr. Mike Thompson, over at Charm City Paintball, is whipping out the hottest headgear that I have had the privilege of wearing, not only on my head, but also I've worn on my pack as a pack band. Uh, many, many people are wearing his stuff. It's it's very awesome. It's great quality, awesome stitching. The designs are amazing, and uh, you know I can't say enough awesome things about awesome, awesome. I say awesome a lot, but um, but it, he makes really, really great work. Make sure you check him out. Uh, he is Charm City Paintball on Facebook as well as Instagram. And if you have any questions or any any kind of thought of a design or anything that you think you would like, um, he is more than willing to work with you guys. And that is what I love about Mike. He uh, he makes some some amazing work, and it's all rare stuff. It's very low runs, so anything that you ever get from him is probably ten or less. So he he uses nice dense, very. Uh, you know, wearable fabric, and and I love it, man. It's great stuff. So check him out, Charm City Paintball, Facebook and Instagram. Shoot him a message and let him know that Carl from this goddamn podcast sent you. So thank you, Mike. We are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball, who have a bunch of new stuff out. Um, and I and I believe they have a bunch coming out for um, uh, for World Cup. Uh, they'll have some stuff in Chicago, I believe. But uh, they have the new sleeve arm pads. I don't know if they're available or not. Uh, they have the thermal pods. They have the SC pack. They have the the uh, the base layer, top and bottom, which I wear and I am very very happy with. Uh, they keep my knees and elbows all in place and you no know, kind of moving around and adjusting yourself. And that's that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, you know, wearing individual padding is that every once in a while, because I'm a front guy. I'm diving all over the place is that everything adjusts and it moves into places where you don't want it to move and then it, all of a sudden you you're trying to do something and your knee pad is bugging the hell out of you because it's all the way on the side of your knee and you got to readjust it and then you got to get yourself back in the game but with the carbon gear it all stays in place it's nice and tight compressed but uh, but breathable so uh, check it out carbonpaintball.com and if you use the promo code capital TPOP at checkout you will get 10% off your entire order and uh, make sure you make sure you get some uh, SC gear I love that stuff man it's it's great great guys over there carbon paintball uh, we are lastly brought to you by planet eclipse there's a fly in here and he's bugging the shit out of me I'm gonna get him. Anyway, we uh, we are brought to you by Planet Eclipse, the makers of the Emac, the CS2, uh, the LV series. The they have they have awesome uh, gear up there actually, right there. I could be a weather guy. Look at that. Uh, those are some L, some Planet Eclipse elbow pads. Um, they also make packs. They make pants. They make all kinds of stuff. But they are obviously well known for all of their markers. But since all of the mechanical stuff is on the rise. Planet Eclipse has come out with the E-Mech, and it has been just blowing people away. Um, they also make the G-Mech, but I prefer the E-Mech. I think it shoots better. I like the hinge trigger rather than the slide, and it just it shoots amazing. I love that damn thing, and um, I get I get all kinds of people asking me about it and asking questions about it, and I've, I have nothing but great things um, about it. I 
it makes paintball fun. That's that's for sure. I love just plinking away at that thing. But um, but anyway, thank you to Planet Eclipse and thank you to all of our sponsors. This episode is with Chris Ponyboy Lasoya, and he was, you know, he was one of the guys who I think was you know one of the bigger superstars of the game uh, back in the day and, and for a long time too. And and he was one of the the founders I feel of the the run through and at least for me growing up and watching him play and he was just he played with authority and aggression and intent and I, I loved it I loved watching him play I loved playing against him uh, he was a riot and still is uh, now working for push and they have some amazing products uh, make sure you check them out but um, but yeah it was, it's great to see him back in the game especially from his injury um, I didn't want to ask him too much about it uh, because I know it's it's kind of a sens- sensitive subject, but um, you know he's he's an amazing guy. I'm glad he's back in the sport, and uh, and yeah, it was a great time. So make sure you guys give it up for Chris Lasoya. I don't have a picture of you. Yeah, there you are. You're welcome. You I, I did do a couple push-ups and stuff real quick. It's all good. <laughs> Get the sweat glistening. I'm telling you, man, I always listen out in here in California. <laughs> what part of California are you in? Uh, I'm in Orange County, South Orange County. Balling. Yeah, man. Well, my, my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just burning up out here. Oh, okay. oh zing. Did you get that? That was funny. <laughs> So how, I mean, how is that going? I mean, are you, is that like 20, 30% of your body, 10%? No, honestly, man, it was, uh, it was just like my arms. You can kind of tell, uh, I was wearing a t-shirt. It was a push shirt. So I kind of, you know, made it fire resistant push shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Fire resistant push shirt. But, uh, it it wasn't that bad. I mean, the support that I got, you know, across the board from people was fucking pretty rad. You know, I, it, it was a normal experience. I highly do not suggest it from anybody. <laughs> it's not suggested. By Fire anybody. hot. But hot Carl. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, you know, keep in mind that I think any, any one of us, and I say us as a you, me, anybody in our community, mm. they do the, you do the same thing. It's just reaction. You know, yeah. it, it, I want to say it's the best decision, but, you know. It happened, and, and it's nothing that you guys wouldn't do, or you wouldn't. I know you would do it. It's yeah. just, it just it's instinctive, and you black out, and it just happens. Kind of like when I used to win games. I have no idea how I did it. <laughs> you just turn around, and you're on their side, and they're all like walking said, off. You're like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had a few hits on me, but those those got away. Well, so, yeah. If it was earlier, if it was later in the run-through, who knows? Nah, you know, it's all relevant at that time. See, but now, and now you have cameras that dictate all that stuff, and it's like, everything has to be so close now. So even 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 the Bam Bam plays are like, people will, like, live during during normal game time, uh, it's not a question, right? If it was close, it was like, okay. But now, everybody can give you shit, because now in slow motion, it seems like it's so much worse than what it is. Well, one thing, one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, with the transition of the game that you and I played, I mean, and I say you and I because we, we go back a while. Um, and and the, a while does not mean a lot these days. Um, the slow motion, I see a lot less cheating. Um, the players have gotten better, you know. Um, so I, I look at the Archie, Archies and the, 
and the Rabs and, and you know, insert whatever, Mouse. I mean, insert any name here because yeah. there's so many people these days that just make amazing moves. And when you see that first goggle shot or the arm shot, they might get a couple more off and they just get, you know, you know, that's it. As opposed to, you better shoot me 17 times in the face before I shoot you back. And that's just reality. <laughs> they came back, back the way it was. Yeah. Um, the refing got any better. Um, the, the videos got any better. The players have gotten better. I mean, it's just an all-around progressive, um, you know, positive thing for the sport. You don't see people like me usually get shot 17,000 times on a run-through mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, a few times now here and there. You know, it, it was different. It was a different game back then. I mean, shooting 25 balls a second, you were there. Oh, yeah. Um, Rich Tucker shot me 1,000 times in one game. <laughs> and him and I came to an agreement. Okay, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> and, uh, that was a truce, and you know he, he respected that. So he shot me twenty-five times a game. Hmm. Um, but you know the, the game, the game has changed, and you got to roll with it. You know the the, the players, you, you you yourself as you you've stayed in fantastic shape. And look at Mouse; he was a skinny little kid back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's a monster now. Yeah. Um, J. Rap, he he's a specimen. Even Rats, even Steve Rabikoff, who's like seventy-five years old right now. He's <laughs> You know, but yeah. but with that said, I mean, the, the players of the game, it's just changed. It's changed a little bit, and, and I'm happy to see where it's going. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I, I really want to I want to touch base on uh, on you with kind of what you what you think of the game now, especially because it is so different. I mean, I mean, do you think that do you think that there's less cheating, or the cheaters have gotten better? I, I think that there's less cheating, but the cheaters have also gotten better. I yeah. mean, Billy Bracia, I. I <laughs> I mean, are you talking about player getting better or are you talking about cheating? I, I'm talking about both. He's gotten better <laughs> and he's gotten better at cheating. Yeah. Um, I mean, because when you're in that booth with Maddie and, and Todd and, and we see a lot from up in that booth and, mm-hmm. you know, doing the commentating, I, I really enjoy that. It's, it's a part of the game and, and I think it's brought a lot to it. Maddie, I don't think ever, I've ever heard Maddie say um or uh or anything at any time in his life. He's four senses um, ahead. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but we see stuff in the booth. We're like, oh, there it is. And we're like, oh, no, it's not, <laughs> you know, uh, and I'm not, I'm not pointing Billy out, but I'm saying there's instances you would take advantage of it. I would take advantage of it. It's like football. If you're holding, you're holding. If you mm-hmm. get caught, you get caught. If you don't, you don't. Um, it, it's all relevant at that point. I do think the players have gotten better, and I think there's been less cheating. I do agree with that, yeah. um, you know, because the, the refs have gotten better and the system has gotten better. So across the board, I think it's a positive across the board for everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, there's a, I have a lot of, a kind of a lot of takes on the way the game is now, and I have, I, I think, as I'm sure you've heard, or if if you've heard any of the podcasts, I'm sure you've heard, but I'm I'm a big advocate of the four pods trying to go back to semi-auto, but capping it because I feel like the technology now is is so much different than than what it was with the uncapped boards and the and the aftermarket boards, um, but uh, but I, I think it needs to. It's in this weird state of there's no more chaos. Like it's it's hard because paintball, I feel like is, is there needs to be a good amount of chaos to it, and I feel like it's it's kind of lost that luster of kind of you don't know what's going to happen next kind of a thing to more of a you're waiting for something to happen next, you know. And I I just don't know really what direction to to take it. I I, I agree with that. Um, and you know I've had this conversation with multiple people like Billy Saransky, um, mostly old school people. Um, I, I mean, I count you as old school, but not as old school as like Billy, myself, Shaner, 
Rich Telford, you know, those middle school. People. Yeah, exactly. Um, this new mechanical thing they have on, like like all the stuff that Eclipse is doing, mm-hmm. uh, Mac Dev, the cockers, like Danny loves cocker that he's putting out. I mean, I could shoot ten balls a second with a cocker, no problem. Um, I I think that the ramping thing for a pro. Can I speak freely? Absolutely. Totally bullshit. It's pussy paintball. I mm-hmm. mean, sack up. When I was younger, I, I used to shoot faster than most anybody. Um, I took know, pride but, in that. But but mechanicals, yeah. you know, mechanicals that you know that the, the the revolution of electronic stuff made it even for somebody to shoot as fast as me. Fourteen year old kids shoot fifteen balls a second. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that does not make sense to me. So, but with the with the EMAC or the mechanical kind of revolution, I think it's cool. Um, the the capping it at whatever for you know ramping. I I think that there should be a somewhat. I, I like the four pod thing because it, it it keeps the kids from going just sitting there and shooting you know twenty pods at a, at a gap. Mindless actions, pretty much. It, it's it is mindless action. Yeah. Um, I like the no coaching thing that they can't. They finally came out with no coaching, mm-hmm. which helps. You know. Um, you know, but I I think there's, I think that I see I can see things reverting back to the way they were, when uh, you first started coming up and I first met you. You were like four foot five, you know. You ran a, a four two forty. Um, you probably still do. Uh, maybe uh, I don't you know. know but, but anyway, but back in the day, I mean, it's it's it, it's reverting back to that because paint companies and it comes down to sponsorship. How much money is are these paint companies putting out in sponsorship dollars, with people just shooting paint? with mindlessly like you said because the paint companies what they run this they run the whole industry and paint companies are going that cost me a nickel that cost me a nickel and i think that is it's kind of reverting back to let's let's reduce the sponsorship and let them shoot less paint um you know as as much as it might be kind of an oxymoron that's what's happening and i agree with it i think it makes a bit sport better Mm -hmm. i mean my fat ass can get out there and make a better movement finally because they're not shooting 25 balls a second (laughs) But, you know, that's the reality of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, you th- if you think about it, and I, I, I was thinking about this too, is, was the reason of going to ramping and, and setting that standard, was that to try and save paint, or was that to try and even the playing board between the pro players to where if the guys who can't shoot for shit left-handed, uh, now they can control a tape or whatever you want to call it with one finger shooting down a tape? It, was it to kind of put a... A, a stop to the um, to the board industry, to the to the aftermarket board industry, or was it really to kind of uh, cap guys off on shooting excess paint, which I think backfired in the long run. I, I, I think it was a conglomerate of everything you just said. I, I think it was a you know as a hey let them shoot less paint because the pros um, let them you know let's give the fat guys a chance like me because <laughs> um, I mean I could never shoot you to begin with you know, that was twenty five balls a second ago. You know? <laughs> Um, no, that's realistically. And, you know, let, let's, let's kind of, you know, think about this logically. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of a combination of everything you had just mentioned. Uh, I, I think that paintball's in the transition where the viewership needs to be better. If you're shooting 20 balls a second, it's really hard to tell where that shot came from with the statistics now that Matty Marshall is doing with the, with the go sports thing. I mean, everything is, is a good transition, mm-hmm. but it's been a work in progress getting there. Um, and which includes ramping, which includes full auto, which includes less paint, which includes the, the slow-mo. There, there's a lot of things that go into the, the whole end result of where we're trying to get. And I right. think exactly what you said, 
um, is exactly what we're trying to get at. So, yeah, it's where I'm hoping we're going to be uh, because I feel like the I feel like shooting fast, uh, being able to shoot left-handed, and then on top of that, being able to shoot it fast and control your marker and everything is is a skill lost. is is a skill set that we lost. And now uh, with players that are able to ramp and control lanes that couldn't before because they couldn't shoot left-handed now can do that, which which I feel like it 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 kind of um, hindered me because I prided myself in being able to shoot fast because I, I practiced that. You know, I, I taught yeah. myself to shoot fast because actually in the time of the league of when we were playing, it was to your advantage if you could shoot fast. And I never put, I can honestly say that I can never put, I never put a uh, aftermarket board in my marker. I always shot a stock board. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but I always just set mine to semi-auto and I learned that skill. And it paid off right. for me. And I, and I feel well, like that's something that hasn't, it, it, this, this uh, ramping has given kids nowadays a, a false sense of confidence, I feel, that they can do more than really what they what they can or what they've really not have, they haven't been able to comprehend that yet. Oh, a hundred percent. And I agree with you without question. I mean, I know this is hard to believe, but I never <laughs> had a cheater board in my gun that I know of. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. It, I, I know it happened. Um, I was always really fast, but uh, here's a good example. Um, it comes down to gun skills. Uh, one person that really impressed me one time, uh, was Keith Brown. He was playing – God, who was he playing with? I can't remember. All I know is that this little shit got in the snake. Um, I knew exactly where it was. I was like 10 feet from the kid. Mm -hmm. He stood up, shot me twice, and got down before I even knew what happened. And I was like – I cheated that game, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I was like, damn, that was that was amazing. Yeah. So I actually went to Keith Brown. It was during practice, so it don't count. But I went to Keith, and I'm like, man – you're amazing, kid. And look at the kid now. He's, he's killing it. Mm -hmm. um, that's just one example. There's a lot more example. Alex, not Mouse, um, yourself, you used to blow me to pieces every now and then. I cheat you all the time. <laughs> um, but but like I'm saying, you know, the, the guns have definitely taken away from the, the technicality of, of, of being a paintball player. Because, yeah, I taught myself how to shoot fast. I, was a, I think I was one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Psalm was the first one to invent the two-step. With the with the angel back in the day, people don't really know that. Really? Oh yeah, he was the first one to do it. It was in Paris or uh, Toulouse, actually. But the, the the you know the the whole transformation of ramping and stuff. Yes, it takes away from what the kids should be learning and and you know to get make the steps to get necessarily to where we were at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I see I can see some transition now back to what we were doing back when we had to learn. Like yeah. the mechanical thing is coming around. Um, ICC Open, Tim Montreiser did a great job. Uh, Rennick did a, a great mechanical tournament. I'm going to Bay City Open up in uh, San Francisco here soon. Nice. Um, it, it's it's giving us a chance, us by I mean fat old guys, <laughs> a chance to get back in the game and have fun again. Um, you know, but I think there's a happy medium between the two. Getting back to your regular point about ramping, I think every it should be you know it should be uh, semi-auto. And you should have to pull the trigger and do something, yeah. you know, not just sit there, you know, with your thumb in your ass, so to speak, and uh, just shoot a lane. Yeah. Four pods. I like the idea. I think yeah. it's great. I think I think it'll be good. Um, it lasts me like five seconds, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually dead by then anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Either something's going really wrong, or I'm dead, or yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Or on the uh, other side really, of the field. Really right though. Or yeah, that's there is there is that. So I want to know. 
I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to get you on here because you have been uh, one of the most not only influential people for me in the sport as far as play style and and just personality wise, but for 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 the entire sport for everybody. Um, and I, I want to know what was the beginnings like. What where did you where did you come from? How did you find paintball? What was why was paintball it for you and why has it stuck around for so long? Well, well, here, here's a little known fact that people know about me. So I grew up, um, my dad was a nuclear engineer and, uh, so I traveled around a lot, you know, Taiwan, uh, insert anything here. So he finally worked at NASA in, uh, Cape Canaveral. So Kelly Slater and I grew up together, went to high school together, hmm. uh, actually sixth grade through high school. So we served together all our lives, Sean Slater, you know, Carol, all those guys. Um, so I had a really cool, um, high school year. Nice. Um, and I never really got into like drinking and, and drugs or whatever. And what happened was my dad, um, being with NASA, they had a team building thing and that's, and it was like 85, I think. And it was paintball. And that's how I got out there. I shot my dad, shot my mom, which is exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, from there, I was like, I, I just fell in love with it. And what had happened was I, I kind of dedicated myself to, to, um, to paintball. And my grandma bought my first gun, or I, I had a Titman sixty, uh, Titman SMG sixty, which is a machine gun. Couldn't hit a damn thing with it if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but it sounded cool. Um, and then my grandma bought me a, a sniper, uh, the the first sniper one from Budor. And uh, that was my first real gun. And then I, I kind of played with Doom Troopers and blah, blah, blah. Went in the military out of high school. Really? Um, in Colorado. Yeah. I was in the military for four years. What, uh, um, what part of the military? I was in the Army. I worked at NORAD for four years, actually. Nice. So I was a smart guy for some reason. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> but um, but I started with Easy Company. We turned into uh, – we, we played 80, 84, 86 uh, Dallas. That's when Spud from Aftershock smacked me in the face. And I was on suspension for a while, which is a long story. So before uh, that, before that, how did you discover paintball? On uh, my parents, like I said, my. Or oh, I mean, to, uh, I'm sorry. Like, how did how did that become a tournament thing? Like the tournament um, side, how did that come about? You know what? It didn't really come to tournament thing until I went to Colorado in the military. Um, you know, I we went we played the Mile High Series, which is like thirteen thousand feet on Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was in the military back then. We did well, and I'm like, hey, let's let's go play a, a national tournament. And, um, I met Ed Poorman cause I was driving home to my grandma's house, met him in Nebraska and him and I spoke, you know, sparked up a friendship. And then we created easy company and went to Dallas, which was one of the first MPPLs. And then it just transpired into avalanche, which happened in, um, Pittsburgh. I think it was 94, or 96. And, uh, we got third, I think that event. Um, and it just it all snowballed from there. I mean, it was it, it was such a whirlwind. I, I really it's hard to explain exactly how it happened, mm-hmm. um, but it did, and it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, you know, I, I stayed. You know, I, I I had a good friendship. You know, we we traveled the world. How many places have you and I gone to in the world? It's yeah. It's, yeah. It, you, I I tell people where I've been. They thought it was I was DEA for a while because I disappear for like three weeks and then come back with a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get it. I mean, the, the business I was in, I, I mean, I threw parties back then and they were like, oh yeah, he's DEA. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can see that, you know? <laughs> but, so is that uh, what you, were you a promoter back then while, while you were playing? Yeah. So, so I would throw events at like Red Rocks. Um, we did parties like Global Dance Fest at Red Rocks. Um, I, I think I, I was a stage manager for 
you know, uh, together as one in LA, like 60,000 people it was, it was Jeez. a great experience. Yeah. I, I, I've been around, you know, I, I, I'm sure that most of the ladies and you know that I've been around <laughs> a little bit. Um, thank God I'm married now and I'm happily married. That's congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, it was, it was a good experience across the board. I mean, my life with, you know, Richmond and Talia took really good care of me. Uh, Gino Posarivo took really good care of me. Um, I'm with push now with Brian Benini. So, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's not really a secret, but uh, everything's going really good. It's paintball has been really good to me. The the pinnacle of why I came back in the fashion I am right now is because my accident. I mean, I'm sure you're going to bring it up with uh, with the fire and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the support that I had got from the paintball community. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, it was great to be honest with you. <clears throat> and uh, I, I need to get back you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah, man, uh, it, I mean, it shows not because you're so emotional. It shows just how much it's not a community. It's, it's like a big family, you know, and we care so much about each other. And, and it, this sport means so much more than just a, a weekend thing. Uh, and, and yeah, you're, you're right, man. I mean, uh, you know, getting back to that, it, it was, the support was amazing. And, uh, I'm like, there, I can't go away. So here <laughs> I am, you know, and I'm, I'm back and, you know, Danny, Danny Love with, with his uh, his son with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I play with his gun. I, I don't think he's going to get it back because I'm going to keep it. <laughs> but, um, you know, Danny, loves, Danny Love is a pioneer of the sport. Um, you know, his son has autism, and, and we all stick together. You know, I, if I didn't talk to you for, you know, two or three years, I can call you out of the blue and go, hey, man, what's going on? And we have a drink or have, have lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that paintball is. And I'd kind of shot away from that because I was kind of disgruntled a little bit over a few things. Um, but what I'd found was that it never goes away. And if you call on your friends um, and the community that they come running and it's, that's just the way it is. So I'm here to stay and that's, <laughs> hope you like me if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing uh, how everybody pulled together for you. And um, I think rightfully so. I think, I think in probably many ways that you don't even realize you, you've impacted a lot of people on and off the field. And uh, I'm glad you're back, man. I really am. I I appreciate that. I I hope I get a chance to shoot the shit out of you one time. Bring it on, baby. Actually, don't you, don't you play with us? For what? For the gunfighters? Don't you play with the gunfighters? Yeah. I played uh, a 10 man with them earlier in the year. But, okay, um, well, we need a fast guy because I'm definitely not that guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm down, man. I'm, next year, I definitely want to play Tim's thing. Um, I want to play uh, a tournament at uh, Badlands, some kind of 10-man thing. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, Tim, Tim Montrester did a great job. I'm sure you guys saw me in the, on the Go Sports thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got GI Sports coming in hot, Richmond, Italia, all Steve, uh, Billy, all those guys. I mean – it's just it's such a good good thing that's that's going on across the board mechanical is coming back you know you see a lot of big guys i saw people at icc that i have not seen in god man five ten years will will was out there will rock yeah yeah so good to see the guy man and, and you know it's you know having you as a part of the as a part of the voice for everybody is 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 very productive um you know push paintball like i said i'm with now is 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 doing big things and you know, it, it's it, the support we're getting from a lot of teams and people is, is, is amazing. So we really do appreciate that. Um, you know, Danny Love and I, I can go on for days. Um, 
but the, the evolution of the sport is is definitely not faltering anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, go sports, uh, the NXL with Richmond and, and Barton, every, everybody on that side of the fence is doing, um, you know, mechanical series. There's a lot of series going on, Mike Hinman and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everything is very positive um, production and progressiveness for, for what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. And hopefully we can continue to grow and continue going forward and up and uh, make it bigger than it ever could. I mean, yeah, that's, that's at least my goal. No, yeah, well, I mean, you know, with, with your help, obviously, you're doing a great thing. Um, and Thank I you. think with, with, with you and people like you, I, I think that the progression of the sport is is, is going to be there. So, um, you know, I'm always here for you. You know that. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. You know, you were um, one of my favorite markers that I ever owned was a black to yellow Crystal Soy Intimidator. Um, should I get that right now? Actually, I get, I got a funny story for you. Yeah, the black, the black and yellow. That that thing, oh man, that that was inf- that was Infamous's death toll. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I had a gun that shot probably seventy five balls a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it was a black and yellow Intimidator. So, the, that was the you know you always have the one gun that you that you wish you had back. So, I got a fr- a call from a friend of mine, uh, Chris Kim. You know Cheech, obviously. Do you know mm-hmm. Cheech? Uh, some, yeah, yeah. He sent me a text. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm sending you something." That's usually never good <laughs> from him. Um, <laughs> it's usually like a warrant or you know some child support <laughs> papers or something. You know. Um, but what showed up in the in the mail was my old yellow and black intimidator, and your personal one. My personal one, and I was like, "Are you serious?" And I was, I was, I was pretty much in tears. I mean, I'm a very emotional person, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm like, did you really send me this? And he's like, yeah, man, I found it on, I found it from some person and, and, uh, they had sent me, they, they sent him the gun and he sent it to me. And, uh, that, that I was, it was probably the best thing I've got in a long time in the mail, you know, besides my, uh, extradition papers, but that's something we'll talk about. <laughs> no, but just seriously, he sent me this gun and I was, I was very impressed that, uh, he had sent me the gun. So, um, it's his birthday today. So shout out to Cheech. Oh, nice. I, um, he's like 75, but he's Asian, so he really can't. Um, but yeah, the, that yellow intimidator, man, those things were gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly, yeah, it was know? nasty. It was, it was pretty slick. I, I mean, not only did it shoot well, but the, the design of it looked really well. Did you have any part of that, as far as design work goes, or anything? Yeah, yeah. Bob and I, we we went back and forth quite a few times. Um, you know, we had we had talked about this and that. Um, came up with a few prototypes. I've seen a few prototypes out there that are like like silver and like unpolished metal. Yeah. Uh, him and I came to the like to the, we used to have actually um, some some forks in the back of it that if you fell it would stab you in the arm. So we kind of had to get rid of those because <laughs> I remember the first prototype I had. I think it stabbed me in the arm. Yeah. And it drew like a lot of blood. So I think that was a fail. We had to actually fix that. So we actually you know cut the the devil tails off and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the streamlined design, yeah. Um, that was a lot of Bob with my direction. I mean, I kind of said, this is what I want. But Bob was a genius. Um, you know, he did a really good job designing the gun. And, I mean, internals is – it is what it is. And we also had the Tadao board in there, mm-hmm. um, which shot insane, you know. Uh, but that, that was that was the market to have back in the day. Um, it was kind of the pinnacle of the transformation from Angel to Intimidator 
to the new markers now like Eclipse has. Eclipse does a great job. MacDev does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all do a great job. Um, it's all personal preference, I think, at this point. So how did you know that that, that, cert, that, that specific one was your personal marker? Um, you know, I, I, I originally had the Elements Angel back in the day. Um, I'm not sure. Were you around back then with the Elements Angel? I started playing in 2002 and started playing pro in 2004. Okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> I think you think I'm older than what I actually am. So when, when you were born, I actually had this gun called the angel. <laughs> that's, that's a joke by the way. So I, I had, I was with the angel and then, you know, it, we had, it ran its course. Um, uh, the infamous, the, the, the world cup, Jeremy Psalm thing kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you, everybody knows about that. Oh, I've heard it. Um, and then I, I, I literally walked into Gino's trailer and said, hey, man, you want me? And he's like, yep. I'm like, well, this is what I got. And then we, you know, we, we he was with Bob Long because Bob Long made those Intimidators at the time. Mm-hmm. And then me, myself and Bob Long and Gino sat down and said, let's make a Lasoy Intimidator. Made Lasoy Intimidator and the rest is history. Um, that was still to this day, I think, the best gun I shot ever. No. Um, you know, Eclipse, really close second. MacDev, really close second as well. Um, but that, that intimidator kind of changed my life personally, financially, and, uh, changed my life as far as, um, induction into the public eye because Gino did a really, you know, marketing job, million dollar man kind of, you know, thing, you know, way before Ollie made the hundred grand on guy, I was making way more than that, you know, three years prior to that, but we didn't really make a, you know, make it public because it wasn't, you know, that that was without social media or anything too. It was no, there was no social media back then. I, I had a yeah. flip phone, for God's sake, you know. <laughs> like I didn't, but but you know, look at look at Oliver. He, he he, we all we all had our place in time. You did, I did, Alex, Oliver. Um, the the one thing I do see these days about paintball is you don't see that one person that kind of just sticks in your mind. Maybe J. Rab, you know, Justin. Um, mm-hmm. But how many of the, how many players? Dixon Yang, um, Archie. Um, Colt Roberts, but there's not a lot of those players that just are etched in your mind that are at that player. Um, I think the one thing that has changed with paintball is back when we were younger, the companies had had molded players to, you know, market them as a tool to sell product and whatnot. Yeah, I, I think I don't think the companies these days are 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 focusing on that as much as they were back then. I mean, you get the mouses, you know, you see very few. Um, uh, personal guns out these days one here and there but I think overall they're focusing on teams which I'm not saying is a bad marketing idea because players come and go right. um, but at the end of the day I think people you know gravitated towards people like yourself people like Oliver uh, Alex Ryan Greenspan um, you know they gravitated towards those players and you know they'll buy a hat because of this guy they'll buy a gun because of that guy players aspired to be like that i mean it was very pro like and i and i feel like those players felt like professional players at the time you right. know and now no, it's... that's 100 percent right yeah yeah um but but i think i and i think i don't disagree with it but i think that has gotten away from that it's more of a team driven thing now mm-hmm. um and financially as a sponsorship person that i am um that i i think that you know financially running you know running money towards a team as opposed to a certain player that could get really good and then leave um, 
is a good decision financially as a, as a company. Um, but you know, people look at LeBron James, they look at, you know, this insert name here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. they aspire to be that person, which then, which then in turn drives sales to Eclipse, die. Uh, I'm mostly, you know, mostly push cause everybody buys push now. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you've been there, you've been, you've been a sponsor player for a long time and mm -hmm. you've been very dedicated. And it's very, it's very hard to find a person like you that's dedicated to a sponsor as opposed to a team. Let's say a team changes sponsorship. As a player, you're dedicated to the sponsor, so you'll leave that team to go play with another team that is sponsored by that sponsor. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's hard to find these days. So. Yeah, I've been very fortunate to uh, do work with Planet throughout the years and, uh, and a lot of the companies that I've worked with throughout the years. And, uh, you know, going to your point about uh, sponsoring individual players and or not necessarily sponsor individual players, but maybe uh, maybe pushing you know a few players out into the spotlight in in one way or another. I I, I feel like they would have more incentive now with social media um, to be to be pushing some players more than others or whatnot because they can they can self promote along with while they're doing that they can promote co you know company X or or whatever along with that um, while pushing the team that they play for or whatever as well because whatever team that that player is pushing as far as company wise you know that they're the team is shooting the same thing it's not like you know this guy's wearing a certain set of shoes but he's on the same team with this guy who wears a different set of shoes and this you know but they're all shooting the same markers they're all wearing the same pants they're all doing this the same this the same so it's like it's very hard to uh you know to i don't know why it's hard not to you know be, to be able to do that you know it's well it's a different time, but I feel like it's more time than than better now to be able to push those guys because they can help promote said company. Well, it, it's much easier that Richmond owns everything now. So is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, back when I was with with Die Perfect or JT, mm -hmm. so JT made our barrels for Avalanche. Um, they we wear their goggles. Uh, we were sponsored by Die Barrels. Uh, it, it, it was it, it, every company back in the back when I was in you know back in the day, whatever you want to call it. Um, there was a barrel company, there was a goggle company, there was a jersey and, and and pants company, there was a paint company. So you could be sponsored by four different companies at the same time. Hmm. Now, there's one company that owns everything as a conglomerate. So, do I think it's better? You know, financially for the companies like GI Sports, Empire, whatever you know insert anything on the umbrella tipman there um yeah it's easier for them because it's one sponsorship to the one team and they get and they force those teams into wearing their goggles their pants their jerseys shooting their paint um and their guns for that matter mm -hmm. um you know it, so it, it is it good for some teams yeah it's good for some teams is it bad for others yeah it's bad for others because you're not getting the 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 money you're getting from a goggle company at x um, a gun company at Z or a, uh, you know, pants and Jersey company at Y. Yeah. So you're not getting the, the 50, 60, $80,000 in cash as infamous. We're getting combined. You know, we're getting $200,000 in cash a year. Yeah. Cash. This doesn't count pants, jerseys, paint. So overall our sponsorship, when we, when we started rolling over, it was $300,000 a year, which is insane. Yeah. Insane amount of money. You can't get that these days because in 2008, the, the, the economy took a shit, as we all know. Sponsorship goes from 2,000 to, to 1,000, or I'm sorry, 2 million 
to one million to five hundred thousand a year, and the companies were realizing that, hey, we're still making the we're we're still making the same amount of money, but our bottom line is different. So we're making more money, and our names are already established. So we have to give less sponsorship out now. And what they found out was that they can continue doing that up until this date, and still make the same amount of money, which kind of screwed up the sponsorship in a way. So they're giving all like they're giving one or two teams the same amount of money that they were supposed to give 15 teams. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that, that, that it, did it cause a problem financially with a decrease in paintball, but an increase in their bottom line? Yes. But did it hurt paintball in the process? In my opinion, absolutely it did because yeah. you're not sponsoring the teams to get there. Right. Right. And then see, that's my question now is because, you know, I think showing where the economy is, is showing at least for paintball is how many how many teams are involved again, you know, at these tournaments, how many players are involved again at the local fields and all this. And, you know, I've, I've heard nothing but really good numbers from everywhere. I mean, Tom Cole was just on GI live not that long ago. And he said, uh, paintball is bigger than it's ever been, but yet, but yet the NXL is still paying out for pro players, uh, still $12,000 and, 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 there's still uh, sponsorships that are very minimal because the economy is bad or was bad or something like that. And, and these, these teams have no say. They have no say in whatever happens. It's either you have a sponsorship and you're going to go head to toe this or we're not going to work with you. And you're going to shoot our paint on top of that. But I, I, I think it's, it was so beneficial back in the day, like you were saying. You had a goggle company and then this and this. And then combined, everything worked out. All the companies worked together. But now all these all these companies have these packages, and uh, you know it, it's it's so hard because if you don't, let, let's say as on a personal level, let's say you have you know seven guys on a ten man team that really enjoy a a push goggle, but yet they can't get sponsorship X because you know you have to wear head to toe this, and and it's it's seems like a too good to, too good to pass deal. And now they might have missed something where they could have combined this and this and this and this because there's so many blanketed sponsorship deals instead of into individual deals. Well, and, and I agree with that. I do. I do agree with that. Um, you know, like Richmond and, and Steve and, and Billy and those guys are and Opie, they're, they're they're providing a good, you know, a good deal for teams like the Impure program. Oh, I'm not, I'm not shitting on them. I'm just trying to say no, like, what it is. But I'm, yeah. but I'm saying that I, I think it's a great deal. However. You know, but you have people like Mike Hinman making really good paint right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he took over APX making really good paint. He doesn't do goggles. I do. He doesn't do bags. I do. <laughs> um, he doesn't do guns. You know, I, I'm working out, a, you know, some deals with other gun companies that we can influx into the deal. So we're reverting back on my side of things, my sponsorship, because I only do bags and goggles. That's yeah. it at this point. So I can go to these other people like the paint people and I can go to the uh, um, like the other people, gun people, and say, look, let's make a package deal. So we're going back, we're reverting back to what I had started with, saying support sponsorship. I'll give you bags and goggles. They'll give you paint and they'll give you guns. Mm -hmm. Here's your here's your deal. You know, um, you know, gog pants and jerseys or whatever. Anthrax is is kicking in. So there, there's companies out there, and there's this, the deals are still out there. So people are not subjected to just being stuck into a one deal like the GI or Empire or whatever, which is a good deal for some people. It's mm -hmm. fine, but there are options out there. You know, I, I, I give good deals on goggles and, and pants. 
and and, and goggles, jerseys, pants, guns, and and paint, and whatever you want to, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you just gotta you gotta have the right resume, and you gotta be realistic about what your sponsorship is worth. A lot of these teams are coming in saying, "Yeah, I'm D5. I deserve. I, I need everything for free." Well, you're yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, you know, I'll give you support. I, I'd love you to wear my stuff, but let's be realistic about the numbers. You know, if you're if you're winning every tournament, uh, Division Four at the NXLs, yeah, that's a great idea. I can help you out with that. But if you're if you're playing the AFPS, GS, CPL, seventeen five, XFL, whatever you want to call it, um, and you're getting fourth place as a Division Four team, you know, it's <laughs> let's be be realistic. I'm not going to give you that much. I'll help you out because I want to, but. Um, sponsorship these days, you got to be realistic about your, your team and where you're going and what your plans are for the future. Right, right. And, and you know what? I think what what makes things grow and, and get better is competition. And I think for even companies, I mean, even companies, you know, this, this company has a product and they have it set and made it to this whole thing. And then company B comes in and they make that thing a little bit better and then a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And then you know that's that's competition is good that's what we need and that's what i that's what i love seeing at old paintball tournaments was that we had multiple companies competing against each other to make the best product there is there was no slacking on you know if you made a shitty pant people would know and they would go other they would go over to this other company yeah i, I think i've replaced like probably 20 pants a year over the day yeah Serious. I'm, I'm, that's being serious. I, I swear dude, I, yeah, I believe you because I did this. I do the same thing. <laughs> Terrible. Like I'm like, dude, Carl, would you please stop breaking shit? <laughs> I'm throwing myself I, into the ground. I remember that specifically. I'm sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> dude, I can't help it. I'm the one that has to go test the shit by. Oh, get, get Carl. Get the, get out How are here. you supposed to know if it's gonna tear if you don't have somebody go actually tear it? Get fat. And just tear it sitting down. That's how you do shit. Not trying to kill yourself. You got to test those high high speed seams. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm going to puke now. (laughs) Anyway. But no, you're you're right though. I mean, it it takes a test test market. Um, And you're right. The the challenge of of all the companies getting together, it does help it it out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because, you know, at the end of the day, GI is not going to sponsor everybody. Um, you know, we want to help everybody out. I, I started with JT. My first sponsorship was five grand a year. Um, Chuck Hench and, um, and JT gave me my first sponsorship. I was stoked. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I bought beer and, and liquor, but I mean, you know, that that's back in the day. Now these kids, they're making, who knows how much money they're making. I don't even right. know. But, um, the competition part of it, um, fuels the sponsors and the economy to progress, you know, to make paintball better. Hmm. Um, um, you know, I, I, if, if a team, my, one of my questions for sponsoring a team is, are you associated with a store or a field? If they're associated with a field or a store, I say, okay, Hey, let me, let me give this store 15% off or whatever it might be to subsidize the cost for this team. So the store makes their money, the team gets their sponsorship and then everybody's happy. Because right. one thing I'm seeing, my person, you know, personally, is I'm I'm seeing these these stores struggling, because these teams are going outside the box and behind the back of the stores, and they're getting sponsorship, and then that's cutting them out of the deal. They're not making money, 
So what I try to do personally as a sponsor from Push is to help the stores out support these teams, which then in case supports the store. Right. So it, it's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's not necessarily always a winner for us as a sponsor, but I think it, it helps the store stay in business because I've seen a lot of stores not doing so well lately. Yeah. It's well, it's growing everything all around, you know, in, yes, together. So there's um, so I want to go back to something that uh, that you kind of touched on a little bit. And it was that World Cup with Jeremy Saul. <laughs> uh, um, and then but then you also had mentioned just after that, that it was that you had then, uh, you know, went and talked to another sponsor like you were done with the team. So um, so you were with Avalanche winning tournaments. I mean, you guys were riding the high horse. Everything was everything was happening like it should for you guys. World Cup comes along. I don't know the entire story. I've only heard it from bits and pieces from different people, and everybody has a million different stories. Um, what what happened? Did you know? And how did that affect you on on how you looked at uh, at at a team at, at teammates and and trust? I, yeah, I, I knew you were going to ask me that question. I knew you. Were. <laughs> um, did I know about it? No, I did not know about it. It was uh, it was talked about amongst everybody. Uh, you know, it was it was a uh, hey, what if? I'm like, eh, that might work. You know, mm-hmm. if we really need it. You know, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the 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 time the the time I knew it was gonna happen is when I turned around and on the breakout and Ed Portman was behind me and. Jeremy Song was supposed to be my my bat guy at the time. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is really happening." So, did I know it was actually happening? No, I didn't know. I didn't know it was happening, and it, it probably shouldn't have happened because we were whooping their ass anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it happened, you know. And and uh, you know, I'll back my boy up, Jeremy, for you know taking one for the team all day. It was a very unfortunate situation. It happened. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly who knew about it. I, I think Ed did. I'm not really sure. I don't yeah. think many other people did. I don't think many other people did. I, I think that if I could say I knew about it, did I know it was going to happen? I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. Um, yeah. And I look back at it, and it was kind of a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. Because what it eventually happened was I broke my Nextel flip phone, <laughs> which is back in the day. Um, and I, I went to Gino. I took all the best players that I had. Um, and we fucking created a new team and we whooped everybody's ass for years. So, I mean, it, what, was it a, was it a bad thing? No, I don't think so. I think it was, a, it was a good thing. It was a good positive thing. Mm-hmm. The person I think that got fucked the most out of was Jeremy. Um, he's still to this day, one of my best friends. I still talk to him all the time. Um, he's very supportive over everything that I do or everything that happened to me. And, you know, if I had to do it all over again, fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely I would. You know, everything worked out for the better, man. Yeah. Everything worked out for the better. I got, I got Brian Fowl, you know, Jeremy, you know, we're still friends. Travis, John Richardson, which is a badass. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we dominated the industry for how long? It was a long time. Miami Effect and uh, the real Miami Effect, mind you. Yeah. And, uh, and Infamous. And we had a great run. So I have zero regrets. Yeah, yeah, and that so that specific event blossomed into Miami Effect 
which in right. turn turned into infamous well and yeah you know, the, the whole nxl thing started out of the whole bullshit uh psp kind of stuff that's why the nxl existed in the first place so we were miami effect back then davy williamson was there andy kopchak you know a lot of a lot of good players Rusty glaze um and what had happened was they had segregated us from playing the MPPL. Dynasty at the time played the MPPL, and they were dominating everybody because there was no competition over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the good teams were playing NXL at the point. And then that's what made this... Dynasty blow up. I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dynasty no, no, was no, 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 a powerhouse. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Hundred percent. But I think that team. that put them dominating. They won the twenty five tournaments in a row mm-hmm. because there was nobody else playing over there. And then I think I got pissed off one day, um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go kick their ass because I was pissed. And uh, they said, well, if you leave the NXL, then you're banned from the NXL. I'm like, okay, fuck off, and I left. So I went. we went and played, uh, we played, what, Tampa? Mm-hmm. Um, we won Tampa, went to Denver. That was sick, Denver. by the way. I rem- yeah. It was, that, wasn't that, was that 2006, Tampa? I, I, I lost track of everything after 98. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was the, um, well. I, that was the whole scene in um, in Serial Killers, which your your scene in that that whole vid that oh, whole vid. Rick oh James. my! Oh, Raymond, yeah. James, Raymond James was my that that was a uh, that was the most crazy thing in my life is when I when because uh, my sister had just had um, Raymond James, who's a my uh, my older uh, nephew, total badass by the way, mm-hmm. and um, he had just been born, and I woke up from a nap, it, and this is a true story. Woke up from a nap and opened my eyes and saw Raymond James Stadium sign. I'm like, I'm gonna whoop this ass. And and you know we went out there, won the tournament, and it it was probably my favorite win of all time. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, that was great. Denver was good, you know, because we had Be Real doing the uh, after party. I'm, were you there for that? I can't remember. Uh, I I can't remember either. I, I, I either can I. <laughs> it was a good one. But no, the, the the Raymond James story with the Tampa tournament was was a pinnacle, a training, a changing point for the leagues because after that they let all the leagues you know come co- coincide and play together. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the odd man out, so we weren't but we weren't allowed back in the NXL for some reason. But we opened the door for other people to play other tournaments, which in which in turn kind of opened opened up paintball in general for a lot of people that couldn't have experienced both seven man as well as NXL. Yeah. So. Now I want to touch a little bit on your play style because, uh, like I was saying before, you you were kind of the godfather to me at, for run throughs. I mean, I think you were I think you were the one as far as style goes and 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 just finding the seam. I I would probably say finding the seam better to to be able to blow open games or even just create. You you were just create things and make them happen. Um, big influence on me on that part. Who? Who did you watch coming up and, and, and playing the game ahead of you? Who did you watch and get influence from? And uh, and then how did you how do you see those how did you see those things and how did you create the moment? Well, well, with with, with me going into the sport, um, I was I was at the transition at my height with transition from from the the woods to airball, um, so. When I was growing up, my, my I guess you can call them heroes, I guess if you want to call them, but the people I watched the most were uh, Shane Pastana. Um, it was Brian Benini in Dallas one year walked me down 
it, it was it was the most insane move I've seen in a long time. Shot me in the side of the head and just smiled at me. I want I wanted to beat his ass, but I was too young at the point. <laughs> um, Daryl Trent's intensity. He was a he was a psycho. Um, and you know then I I, I kind of said that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy. You know I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the person that people want to know about. I'm gonna be that guy that you know puts my my memory in their in their mind and don't forget. And the transition of paintball back then went from the woods to to uh, airball, which got a lot fat, or hyperball. Mm-hmm. I, I actually played with bonsai bandits overseas for a long time with Jacko and Leds, and that's how I got in with the Eclipse guys. And then Jacko and I had built the first uh, hyperball field at the World Cup behind Old Town. I think this might be before your time. Um, I can't remember what year it was, to be honest with you. Yeah. I almost cut my leg off, to be honest with you, with a chainsaw, which is a great story. Jeez. But but I played with Washington Rain that tournament. We got second. That was Jeremy Song, John Richardson, John, yeah. Mark Yeah. So that was so we got second that tournament. The first year I used the Angel, um, and then Richmond was one of my best friends, still is actually. Um, he invented um, X ball, and for some reason I, I was just that aggressive. I'm gonna, you know, blow your face off and shoot five of you and hang the flag kind of person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I took my style off of Shane, off of Daryl, off of Brian, um, you know, the, the younger fast players that were back in the day. But it was a lot different back in the trees, you know. Um, so I kind of invented my own thing. And um, somehow I, I was blessed and ended up where I am. Um, I'm a very blessed person for some reason. I'm not sure why. But, uh, you know, it's it, it, just, just having people like yourself or anybody for that matter say, hey, you you're a legend or, you know, you, you taught me this and taught me that, you know, it kind of makes my life complete. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I learned what I learned, but it just happened. <laughs> so here we are, you know? Yeah. I, I took that, uh, I, I liked you and Rocky. I didn't really follow Avalanche too much, but Avalanche was full of characters. So it's, it was kind yeah. of something that you couldn't ignore. He's a, he's a badass man. I <laughs> And from both of you guys, I, I took away that you just enjoy the close quarters battles. You enjoyed getting really close to where, like, like you could hear the other, you could hear the other gun because it was so close, and you can just, you could just feel how, like me, I, I could never play back. Uh, I, I always like to try and get as really. Okay. <laughs> I, I like to try and get as close as I can with as with as many. I mean, which probably isn't the greatest strategy, but I like to get as close as I can, physically possible, to the other team while they still have the most amount of bodies possible. Because that's with me just moving down the field and them all still being alive is just a small little subtle like like fuck you shoot me, you know. <laughs> and I like if 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 you guys have five people alive and I'm already at the fifty, then you're already fucking up. So, oh yeah. Absolutely. So now I, see, I, I can go to work. You're like me. This is what I love about you. And I love, I love this. And I've always loved this about you and um, a couple other people, but you, and people, people remember when you shoot five people, mm-hmm. people don't remember when you get shot in the break. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've, I've seen you, I've seen you get in spots before. I think I played with you on shock and I've, I've seen you shot five people before I even load my second pod. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that was easy. <laughs> You know, but yeah. you know, you take take risk, make risk. Right. Um, you know, people remember that the times that you shoot the four or five, three, four or five people, 
Uh, and when you hurt somebody, because I, I, I'd go out there all the time to hurt somebody. Yeah. I, I'd want to see somebody curl on the ground in pain just to make my day better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's a great quality in a person, just my great quality. <laughs> but, um, but I'm saying though, it's, it's, it's a, just the thrill, you know, and I, I think that you've had a lot of, you know, a lot of reflection on a lot of these kids these days. Um, remember crunchy from Iron Man, yeah. that, that little kid was fast. Mm -hmm. He was like four foot two great player. Um, look at Oliver, Oliver one time said to me, he was, I want to be like you. And he was like 15 on the Iron Man. I used to whoop his ass all the time. And he said to me one day, I want to be like you. And sure as shit, that kid was whooping my ass on a daily basis, yeah. you know, time. And it's just, it, it all, like, you're a very mental person. Put your mind to something. If you really want to be it, people like yourself, Oliver, myself, we're very approachable. If you want to know something, just ask. Yeah. I will tell you how to do it better. I, I, I have no problem sharing my information or my experiences with you, even if it's life experiences, because we've been through some life shit. <laughs> we yeah. all have. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm we're all very approachable. So just just come talk to us, and say, hey man, you know, ask a question. No question is going to be weird. We've had we've heard it all. <laughs> right. You know. So there was um, so I want to throw uh, throw you know kind of more uh, praise your way. There was it was 2000 it was 2007. I was playing for Avalanche at the time, and we were playing in Denver, and I believe it was against Joy Division. Um. I think if I can remember right and you were in the commentating booth and after I had went back and watched the game and heard your commentary you had said something that like really resonated with me and and when you said that I was like I felt like I had I kind of made it you know like I and and you had said that I had made one of the best moves that you've ever seen and I did like I went up the middle and I kind of like stopped for a second and hesitated and I just I did a quick run through and then I think I shot like four or five guys and uh, and you said that and I was like it's like it's getting a compliment from one of the guys that you looked up to and that you that you wanted to be like you know like Oliver said you know it's I, I you want to be and that was like a moment where I kind of stepped back and I was like what I'm doing actually means something. You know, and to have have somebody like yourself say that was what it made all the weekends and the bullshit and the and the blood and the sweat and the tears like come to fruition and mean something. You know what I mean? And well, I, it, I, if, I, if I said it, if I said it, I definitely meant it because I'm a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you suck, I'm gonna be like that guy's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um. You know, and and I appreciate that, but I've heard just as many people say that about you as well. Um. You know, you, you, we're all, we're all, a, it's all a domino effect. You know, I, I, I can make somebody's life better, which results in your life better, which in you it result in somebody else's life better. And I, I want people, you know, like you said, like you saying this right now really means a lot to me um, because it means I accomplished something that we all should strive for. We mm -hmm. shouldn't strive to be selfish. We should all strive to be the next person that is influential um, in a positive manner to the younger kids of the day, because there's a lot of bullshit going on right now. Um, you know, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm the poster child for, you know, being a, a role model because I've done my, what I've done and I am who I am. But, you know, as I get older, you know, you, you want to pass this along, you know, to people like you are very well now that, you know, these younger kids, they got to understand that there's a lot better things in life than, than bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. you know, drugs, or, you know, insert any negative thing here. 
you know, paintball is a, is a gateway for all of us to just be happy because I'm stoked. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've had the best life ever. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I met people like yourself. Um, we know everybody. So yeah. I smile on a daily basis and I'm, I'm very blessed to even be friends with, you know, a lot of different people, including yourself. So I hope this accentuates to a lot of people and expresses our, our happiness to what we're trying to do and accomplish in, in this way. Yeah. And the thing is, what's, and what's great about paintball is that we don't, we know each other, but it's not like we talk, you know, whenever we see each other is, is at the tournaments every four months or whatever it is throughout how many years. So, you know, we have seen each other less than we have seen each other actually. But the, the camaraderie and just the, 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 the love is so huge, you know. Well, you're, you're, a, phone, you're a phone call away, bro. I mean, yeah. what, you hit me up like last week. I yeah. mean, I, I don't hear, I'm like, who, I'm like, hey, guys, sorry, I lost this number. Who's this? <laughs> you know, I mean, but I changed my numbers for the FBI on occasion, so I got to kind of transfer well, that shit. Understandable. Um, but but, but like, like you said, perfect example. I don't have to talk to you for four months, but yeah, you can call me up out of the blue and it's not, we never skip a beat, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Jeremy and I, Jeremy saw, I'm still one of my best friends. Like, I got to say it again. Like he'll call me up, boom, every six months or randomly here and there. And it's like, it's, we don't skip a beat at all. Not yeah. even a little bit. Brian, Brian Benini, um, Mark Knopp, we, I mean, we talk, you know, and it's like, we never skip a beat, man. It just, it's the way we are. And, and you cannot find that in today's society because everybody is so stuck up their ass on social media there's no there's no social interaction so being at a tournament actually helps that yeah yeah face to face has gone to facetime and and you speaking of faces you don't age at all man what the fuck's up with that dude it's the lighting it's the the lighting and the effect on the camera shut up carl (laughs) get out of here bro i got a haircut that might be it look at i shaved about Five minutes ago, before we got in the, on the thing, so I could yeah. look a little skinny. <laughs> anyway, so what else you got, man? Just not. Yeah, I have a just being a dad, man. We got a little two and a half year old here. Got got one on the way, and uh, just living life. You know, the, is, doing, it, is it a girl? It is a girl. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> That's the next one too. <laughs> I'm sure your wife hears me. Yeah, no, well, she's upstairs. But we, we were we were kind of doing this thing where it's like, you know what? It would be so beneficial if we had another boy because we still we kept all the other boy clothes and we have all this shit when he was a baby. And it would be so beneficial. Oh, it's a girl? We have to get all new stuff? Okay. That's, that sounds about right for my life. I, I, I'll text you this later. My dad told me one time, he goes, you know what? You only have to worry about one thing if you have a boy. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll text you the answer to that question when I get up. Oh, I know what it is. I know. You know what it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So you've heard that one. Oh, you're from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so you know that one. Now. I know that I'm, one. I'm from Iowa, man. So <laughs> you only have to, you only have to worry about one thing when it's a boy. Exactly. Yeah. Multiple oh, things when it's a girl. If if you ever need me again, my friend, um, I love you to death. You're uh, you're a true inspiration, and I love you to death, my friend. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, are are you are, you have to head out? No. Oh. Let's well, keep it going. Okay, yeah, I thought you were signing off. I was like, wait, 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 hang on. Oh, hold on, T- time out. You can ask a question. I got to get something. Hold on. Hey, no, no worries. One second. I can still hear you. <laughs> so I can't talk shit about you while you're gone. You can talk shit about me all you want. 
I think somebody was trying to put a bet on your uh, ponytail. Was going to try to cut it off at one point. Oh, there good you luck go. With that. However, <laughs> I say this to everybody. I think I've told you this. If you cut my ponytail off, you better hang on to what you cut it off with, because I'm going to take it from you and stab you in the face with it. That is a given, and anybody that knows me knows that's the truth, without question. There's magic in that tale. Oh no. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it, you know, kept me alive this long. <laughs> so let's talk so about uh, I, let, let's talk about push. Okay. So so why push? Why now? So push. Um. So Brian and I had talked a while back. Brian and Mark not. And uh, I'll show that again in a second. Mm -hmm. So Brian had come to me a while ago about, hey man, I got this new goggle coming out, blah blah blah. And I was out of paintball at this point. I was over it, you know, I'm like, I've been fucked over enough, blah, blah, blah. And um, he says, well, let, let me show you what I got. And Mark Knopp and I, we had sat down one day and we, I saw the goggle. And I saw it, I was like, dude, this is, this is amazing. This is insane. Yeah. And the goggle, I'm, I'm sure that most of you guys have saw, um, you know, it has a lot of good attributes, has a, you know, adjustable nose. Um, it's a goggle. Let's be realistic. Adjustable about it. nose for the for the bridge of the nose. Yeah. So if you put it if you put an Allen wrench in here, you can actually adjust the nose bridge if you have a bigger nose or not. So that hole is uh, actually functional. Yeah. The hole. This hole is functional. It oh, actually okay. has it has a screw inside of it, so it adjusts the nose bridge out a little bit. So mm -hmm. I mean, you have a big nose. Right. You know, feet, which I guess you know, whatever. Um. Is that your wife? No, I was displaying my uh Oh, my your shot. nose. It's, it's yeah. very symmetrical. <laughs> so it, it just bridges the nose a little bit. I mean, it helps a little bit with the with the breathability. Um, I put them to the test at ICC. Um, I've worn them here and there. Mm -hmm. But I played ICC, and it was like a million degrees out, 99% humidity. I was dying, mind you. Um, goggles never fogged once. Uh, never had any problems with anything. So the goggles themselves are absolutely insane you know they uh they 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 breathe well they they look good they are pretty the, slick the, oh they are amazing um but the, with the colorways we have coming out with um you know the lenses the, the, just across the board um everything is amazing with the goggles themselves so um you know I, it just it's just something that appeased me and i wouldn't come back in the paintball industry unless I believed in somebody like Brian. Mm -hmm. um, we, I've been friends with the guy. He sponsored me with Di, um, with Dave, back in the day. And he's just always been that, that dude. Very, very smart guy. Um, and he just was the epitome of what I wanted to come back with. With, with that, with my, with my injury and, and the paintball community, it was, it was just a match made in heaven at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, the bags are sick. We we can't keep anything in stock, man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it's great. It's a good it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, you know, we're having we have all all, all the masks being sold, all the goggles. I mean, all the uh, bags being sold. Um, Infamous is one of our you know our star team. Um, AC Dallas is in there. Do you guys Call sponsor any free. podcasts or anything? Um, you know, I mean, you know, if you wear our goggles, I will. I'll wear the goggles while I'm doing a podcast. I'm not sure if our if our screw goes out that far for your nose, but 
You like that one? <laughs> nice, nice. I got jokes. <laughs> um, but but anyway, like like for instance, um, like this bag, this this is like our new. Uh, is that a cooler? Yeah, it's a cooler. Nice. And and if people know me, I need this because <laughs> I need I need to keep my beer warm all day. Yeah. Um, but the ba- the bags and the goggles are, are where we're at. Um, you know Brian Benini, Mark Knott overseas. We're, uh, Tim Summers. Uh, we have Teddy. You remember Teddy Kanua from uh, um, Washington Rain? No. Little short pineapple guy doesn't have much hair. I'm kind so of- much more of a visual person. I bet if I saw him, uh, I knew exactly who it was. Okay, let, let me. Okay, if 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 this was Teddy, he'd be about this tall. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like visual person. No. Um, but no, but, you know we we got a great team. Uh, over here, Matt Schuster, you know Matt Schuster, right? Yeah, from MDP. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a lot of good people on board. Um, you know, the problem is just keeping stock in because people want everything. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna do a big thing at the World Cup, and uh, you know, podcast things are on my list. I'm in charge of sponsorships, so well, there you go. Um, You're the person yeah. to talk to, yes, sir, absolutely. So, how can um, but, people but, get a hold of you as far as, as far as sponsorship goes or anything like that? Like, what's your uh, they find you online or? Just go Lasoya at pushpaintball.com. Real easy. Nice. I made it easy as possible. That, that's that's pretty simple. If you can't believe, you can't spell Lasoya, you probably should play golf or something. That's pretty. If you don't know the name Lasoya, then uh, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong sport. There's a lot of these little fuckers that don't know Lasoya, but I'm probably their dad, so I really don't want to do anything. <laughs> Respectfully. Um, yeah. But but anyway, so so push push. Uh, I wouldn't come back for most people. Brian did a good job. Um, and I, like I said, man, with, with my injury and, and the way the paintball community had come back to me, um, I'm trying to give back the best way I possibly can. Yeah. Um, in any way possible I can. Yeah. So. No, it's good, man. It's good to see you back. It's good to see you, uh, you know, teaming up with push. It's good to see companies like push coming into the sport. Um, you know, because it's, it's really, it's really such an unknown because paintball is so, man, it's such a weird thing because it's, it's, it's so finicky. It is. It's like being married without getting laid. Yeah. That's kind of a good way to put it. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, that, that wasn't very convincing, Carl. <laughs> I believe it. How about that? Well, I mean, you have a kid. You get laid. Obviously. Yeah, it is true. It is true. <laughs> so, but, but seriously, like, like it's, it's, uh, it is a finicky, it's a finicky uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think the right people are in place right now, um, like with Gina with Vulcan. Mike Hinneman taking over, you know, the the paint company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think HK is doing a lot of good stuff. Uh, push. Um, I really think, you know, Richmond and GI and those guys are doing some good things as well. I think they're all progressive. Um, Rich Telford, look what he's doing with this little splat stuff, the JT stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's all progress. It's really progressive. And uh, you know, I I I, play, I, had, I had a chance to play with Rich in ICC, and man, I I, I love that guy before. He's always a good dude. Yeah, but I, I have a newfound respect for for him, Richie Malcheski, Danny Love. Um, I mean, Danny's doing it for his son with autism. Like I said, we had mentioned before. Yeah. Um, if, if you guys don't know about autism, I, I definitely think you should reach out. Maybe check out Danny Love on online, and you know, help his cause out. Um, but there's so many things out there that that people are doing for the right reason. Tom Cole, Tim Montresor. I mean, I could go on for days. Yourself, exactly. You know. Yeah. People aren't doing what you're doing. The, the BKI. Um, you know the BKI tournament or uh, players clinics. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on out there that are very productive for the sport, and I'm I'm really happy to see where we're at. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see tournament paintball grow. I mean, paintball in general, yes, I want to see grow, but I'd like to see the competitive side that we've dedicated our lives to to actually you know, start coming to fruition. And, and, and I'd like to see the players start getting compensated for it, not just, you know, not just <laughs> couple players. I'd like to see because it's not just those one and two players that work hard. You know what I mean? There's a lot of players out there that work really hard and get to this spot where it's, um, you know, where they made it pro, but there, there's nothing really like you get you get your flights and you get gear. But other than that, I mean, you still have time away from your family and everything. So it's like it's not really you're not really being compensated for your time or missed work or whatever it is. Oh, I, I I'm a I'm a prime believer in that. And 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 you know, be, besides the 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 time, the payoff or whatever time away from family. Um, I, I'd focus more on health insurance. I yeah. really would because yeah. look, look at me, look at, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Carl, I'm broken, man. Like mm-hmm. my back's done. I have two torn ACLs. Um, you know, I'm paying $500 a month for my insurance to get this stuff fixed myself. Yeah. And these are, these are companies that I've made millions and millions of dollars for. I'm not, I'm not blowing my own horn by any means, but I'm saying realistically, I've made these companies millions of dollars you know, by product endorsements or whatever it might be. And then I tear my ACL just to get thrown to the side. Right. Um, and that, that to me is, it's disappointing to say the least. Um, you, you know, it, it, torn ACL, bad back. Well, getting fat, that's kind of my problem. I like cheese and, like cheese and, cheese and bread. So don't really do help. Stop it. Stop listen, with the call, cheese and bread. Listen, you ain't seen none of this. You ain't seen oh, that. I think I pulled a hammy. There you go. No, but but seriously, uh, that was funny. Um, but but like I'm telling you, like there's no health insurance past beating your body up. Um, I tore my first ACL in in Paris, France, and had zero zero help from anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I I tore my ACL again at a tournament. Uh, my back, I guarantee that's you know it's from paintball, uh, yeah. elbows, shoulders. You know, insert anything here. You've had injuries. I know you have. Yeah, I've already um, missed an event this year because oh, of a knee injury. I, I've I've missed the past four years, so you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks. No, but but you under you understand what I'm saying, though. Absolutely. If you want to start somewhere, there should be a blanket policy for health insurance. Um, you know that the the player at least for the pros, if not for everybody, the pros at least. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it is it 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 I, I filed bankruptcy. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Because of my injuries, I filed bankruptcy because of my, you know, fifty-seven, you know, sixty-seven thousand dollars in in uh, medical bills I had. And it adds I, up I, quick. I, I'm telling you, um, and you know, for all the kids out there that they think that they're going to be a professional paintball player, making 150 grand a year like I used to, it, it's it's not all bells and whistles, man. You, mm-hmm. you really got to, you know, if 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 the industry comes together and says, hey, look, we'll give you health insurance. You know, for the pros or whatever, it, it might help, and that might be a you know a step. Nike Nike coming into the mix, I was super impressed with that. That's yeah. a great, um, because Nike has more money than God. So, I mean, they they have they have the the. But they're not to, tax exempt like God is. No, <laughs> nice, well played. <laughs> well, that's a good point. But, you know, but we're we're a write off though. So that's what, yeah, yeah. See. If, but, but I'm saying, though, know, I, I think that paintball as a whole with all the companies, like I said, GI, Vulcan, Push, um, you know, all those other people, it, it's it's a progression to make the sport legit like mm-hmm. we have been trying to do for so many years. 
we were so we were almost there in 2007, 2006, and then 2008 hit with the economy, and then that shit on us, which yeah. kind of set us back to zero um, to restart again. Mm-hmm. I, th- I I think with the way the companies are going these days, um, you know, look at Bart. You know, Bart is a he's a godsend. He's he's putting a lot of money into the sport. You know, Tom Cole, anybody in the NXL for that matter, Richmond, uh, they're they're making a good effort of it to try and legitimize you know, exactly what we have been trying to accomplish for all these years. And Richmond, you know, he came from zero, man. Like, people don't understand how Richmond came to what he is. Um, do you know the story or no? I have no idea. So Richmond, you know Richmond Italia, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Richmond's one of my best friends. And back in the day, he was playing paintball with his brother and some other people, and he was buying paint from PMI. This is back when PMI was around. And PMI something had happened with PMI that pissed him off. And if you know Richmond, the last thing you want to do with Richmond is piss him off. <laughs> so Richmond said, you know what? I'll do it myself. Hence flash forward to 2018. And here we are. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's what you get when you piss off a person like Richmond Italian. <laughs> so, um, so he, he was just one of those people that, you know, it's, he's like, I'll do it myself. And he's a, he's a very affluent person and driven person that, makes things happen. And I think that between him and Vulcan with, with, uh, Gino, um, and, you know, Brian and everybody else that's, that's on the upper echelon of, of making paintball happen. I think they're all on the same path to make things uh, progressive for everybody. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I'm on the latter part of it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm mechanical now. Well, you, 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 you see that, see that right there. That's like, that's a bicep ooh. right there. My, my finger. Yeah, from, you do those workouts. You put a little weight on the end of your finger. And you're just like, I, I did. I, I totally do. <laughs> See, well, and and going back, just just for that point exactly, going back, how fun and exciting is it to shoot somebody with a ball that you intentionally put out of your marker? And how satisfying is that to see that ball go poof and blow up off of somebody because you were just like, dink, dink, dink. So I, I actually I, I was I played for the first time like in competition at ICC, mm-hmm. and I, I might say that it might have taken me a little longer to get the get the hell where I wanted to be. Yeah, probably about two or three minutes longer. <laughs> but when I got there, I, I actually played pretty well. I was surprised, and I I remember the, I think the most it, it there was two things that actually made me laugh at ICC is I was running to a front bunker because my two fast really good people. Ninos and uh, Brandon Rabikoff both got shot, and I was like, "Shit!" Yeah, now I got to get fat ass up there. <laughs> so I'm running up there, and fr- there's probably like 50 people, Carl, watching this. Yeah. I run up, I'm 15, 20 feet from the bunker, fall flat in my face, and I'm like, I'm trying to crawl up, and I look at him, I'm like, "That was not very graceful, huh?" And they all laughed at me. I was like, "Okay, well that was funny." The second thing was, is uh, I ran up. We were playing some team. I, I can't remember who they were, but I shot six or seven guys this game on mm-hmm. the mounds field. And the first guy I bunkered, I shot him probably ten times. He posted uh, like two days later. He's like, "Yeah, I had to get my replacement lens getting bunkered by Chris Lasoya." I was like, "That made me feel good." <laughs> it's like a, it's like a statement in the game. I was like, "Hey, if you got a push, I'll go. I'd give it to you for free." There you go. <laughs> um, but honestly, the the whole ICC mechanical. The, the whole mechanical movement is just the people are cool. 
Um, everybody's nice. It just, it, yeah. it's just old school kind of stuff. You know, it's not like the stress about bullshit other tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just really cool. Tim, Tim did a really good job. Rennie did a great job with his tournament. Um, you know, and Rob Anderson with the basic classic coming up in October is going to be a really good tournament as well. Nice. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I, I look forward to shit like that. You know why? Cause I can actually make a bunker. There you go. <laughs> so what does push have coming? Uh, and if you can talk about it, what does push have coming out at, uh, at world cup? What, what can we see I, new from push? I can, I can talk about a couple things. I mean, obviously I already showed you the, the cooler, mm-hmm. um, which is a replacement for the, uh, the Yeti bullshit thing that sucks. Yeah. Ours is it's cool. expensive. Yeah, seriously. Um, we have a lot of new colorways coming out. Um, you know, the infamous goggle that we have, we have two different colorways of the infamous goggle. Infamous is a huge supporter of us. Travis Lemansky and those guys do a really good job. Um, and I love the guy. Obviously I have some, you know, time, you know, given with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of new infamous goggles coming out. Uh, a lot of new like camo colorways and some new stuff coming out that I really can't talk about. Um, but it, it's, it's on, you know, it, it, you know, Brian's done a really good job. We're a startup company at the end of the day, yeah. you know, so inventory is, is always, you know, like we're trying because we sell stuff so much and so quickly that it's hard to keep up with demand. Yeah. Um, so I guess selling out is a lot better than sitting on, you know, a thousand SKUs of, you know, different stuff. It's better to be moving inventory so, than sitting on it. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, but it, it's a great company. Um, we have a lot of good stuff. I, I, I believe we have one of the best goggles out there. And um, I think our bags are, you know, the best out there without question. Everybody wants them. Um, so, I mean, just keep an eye out. You know, I, I, I could go, you know, a little more in deep depth, but... We'll talk about uh, it. Let's let's talk a little bit after the podcast and we can uh, off air yeah. and we'll... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I got some stuff for you. Awesome, man. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. Let's, I, I, okay. Chris, I absolutely appreciate it, man. It was, it was a joy having you on. And uh, I can't wait to see you at the next event. Hey man, I'm telling you, Carl, you you're always been my favorite, bro. You're you're fucking you're a great kid. Um, I'm super stoked for you. Happy on the baby. Good Thank luck you. on the other girl that's coming up. Thank you. <laughs> Two girls, right? No, we have. I'll have a boy, and then this this will be a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of both now. Uh, that, that's good for you. Are you are you done now or what? We're <laughs> we're anyway, we done. You're doing a great job, bro. Um, I'm gonna be in Chicago for the NXL. I'll be out there kind of pushing stuff out. I can be, I'm going to be coaching Destiny, hanging out with the people and helping out Infamous. Um, if you're out there, you know, look me up. I'd love to have a beer with you. Hang out, man. Oh, you're, yeah. you're a great kid, and I fucking miss you to death, brother. Absolutely, man. Love you, too. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. Later, brother. Thank you, Chris Lasoya, for sitting down and chatting with me. I had a great time, bud. I love you. You are a charm in the paintball world, not only on the field, but also now that you're working for Push and, and we can see you every time we go to an event. It's great to see your big, glowing, smiling face and goatee. <laughs> but uh, but he's a great guy. I love Chris. He is a legend in the sport. And um, who knows where we would be without him. So big thank you. Big props to Mr. Lasoya. Uh, another quick shout out to our sponsors. Again, thank you to Charm City Paintball. Check them out over on Facebook as well as Instagram. If you are looking for headgear, there is nowhere else to look but Charm City. He has the stuff that you need. It's not only head wraps. with uh, They can have a tie back or Velcro, Velcro back, but um, he has all kinds of headbands too. And it's all hand-stitched. 
he does it from a, uh, a small attic and he it's there's only one light bulb and he just stitches it all by hand he doesn't have a machine and uh, no I'm sure he has a machine to do it with but it is done by him so anything every single thing is hand stitched by mr. Thompson and it's great it's, it's amazing stuff make sure you check them out uh, thanks Mike uh, another big thank you to Charm City I'm sorry, <laughs> Carbon Paintball. Uh, again, if you guys use capital TPOP at checkout, you will get 10% off your entire order, no matter what you choose. If you choose two uh, base layers, if you, you if you choose some SC packs, the CC stuff, anything that you guys choose, use that promo code at checkout and you'll get 10% off. If you guys, if any teams out there have any kind of inquiries about sponsorships for your team. Uh, give myself a shout, Carl, at CarbonPaintball.com, or head over to CarbonPaintball.com and shoot us an email, and uh, and we can be sure to work something out. But thank you, Carbon Paintball, and thank you to Planet Eclipse, the producers, manufacturers, engineers of the best paintball markers on the planet, one of them being the LV1 series. Another of them being the Emac, and the other being the CS2. They got they got all kinds of markers. They all they have all kinds of stuff. Check them out, PlanetEclipse.com. I'm sure you guys have heard of them, but thank you again, all of our sponsors, and thank you to everyone out there listening. It's it's been an amazing time. It's been an amazing run. Uh, I hope to continue to do this time and time and time and time and time again. I enjoy all these conversations. I enjoy the feedback from you guys. And, and I love doing this, man. I, I love, you know, diving deep into the stories of, uh, of some of the people that I grew up watching and also to, to some of the new people that are out there and, and the new pros. And, and um, eventually I will get to some divisional players, but it's good, it's good to hear stories. And I'm glad that I can bring it to the table and, uh, and, and hear those stories and have you guys hear those stories. So, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, do not text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road. Listen to podcasts. And love life, man. Love life. Play paintball. That's it. Thank you guys again. And we will see you again here soon on the Playing Out Podcast. Peace!